Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. Today's episode is going to be on the noble goal. Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. After this podcast, listen for a special opportunity to learn more. Joining me today, as always, is Jeff East. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing fine, Eric, and hope everyone else is, too. So today, we're going to be talking about the noble goal, Jeff. Boy, those are two big words. Right. Kind of daunting. Yes. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what's, what's a noble goal? A noble goal is something that you aspire to that's not like a goal as far as making a million dollars or being the boss or having a fancy car. Mm-hmm. It's something that actually is the driving force in your life beyond that kind of thing. Those things are fine if you want, you know, if your goals are that, but it's something that is there that's, you know, get, what makes you get up in the morning, what gives you purpose. And it's very interesting when you say this next sentence, it's something you'll never complete because it's going to be so big that you're always aspiring to do it better. It's interesting to me, and I had uh, coffee with a friend a few weeks ago who was telling me that he knows a number of uh, middle-aged men who are uh, executives and companies, very successful outwardly, that have told him that they really don't know what their purpose is. Is that something you found? Is that is that a missing link at, at some levels? Yes, I, I found people that have don't have anything like that at all in their life, and I've also found people that have it and they've never named it. Ah. And by naming it, it makes it more part of themselves. They they have it in them, they just haven't taken the time. But yeah, there's a lot of people that get caught up in the corporate stuff and this the normal measures of success and don't have that real meaning for their life. However, you're also saying there's some people who are actually pursuing their noble goal, but they just haven't identified it yet. Correct. What's that process look like? How do you um 
Boy, and I, I guess you'd probably say if you answer this, you should be a billionaire. <laughs> However, I've got to ask. So, so what are some of the early steps to take in order to find out or to discover what your noble goal is? There, there's a couple things that you want to look at. One is what is it that gives you energy? What is it that gives you juice other than those business success goals? If I have a deep conversation with someone and I leave that conversation feeling refreshed, okay, that's something that gives you power. So that might be part of your noble goal. You want to ask yourself, what do I contribute at the end of my time? When I'm done, what what is there that people will say about me? And what do I want them to say? I guess I'm wondering, what about the verb side of that? The, the noble goal usually has an action. Uh, my noble goal is I want to help people find the art in themselves. So help and find. Which is a great one again, by the way. I remember that. <laughs> Thank you. That's a verb. It takes action. It's just not something you can sit back and have. Is there a danger in not having a verb there? I think there is because if you don't have the verb, there's no call to action. There's no thing that you're doing uh, with your life. My noble goal is world peace. Okay. <laughs> what am I doing about it? <laughs> gotcha. You, you know, my goal is to help people towards that one person at a time. So you're helping towards. So there's a verb. You have to have that in there. It really doesn't mean anything. I think in some ways that maybe makes the goal a little bit more tangible, a little bit more real mm -hmm. um, versus something that's very lofty that really is hard to put your arms around. Yeah, because you can you can look back on your day or your week or whatever, and you can say, okay, I did these things that are part of my noble goal today or in the last hour with that last conversation. When you see results, it's going to make it easier to move ahead. I'm thinking about Jeff, Mother Teresa. She is one of the, at least for me, one of the finest people that has ever walked the planet. She seemed to be so laser focused on her work. And, and if you read her book or if you've read interviews and or heard a talk or anything, is that something that a person knows early on in their life, or can they pick it up later? You know, so, some people could be a teenager or younger, and they have a very good idea of what their noble goal is. It could be because of the people they're around, their parents, teachers, um, other uh, people in their life, and they have it established. Uh, they may haven't named it yet, but they have it. Other people might not really understand what their noble goal is until towards the end of life. So it's something that can happen any time in your lifetime. I guess um, because I know we're going to touch a bit about some of the criteria that makes a noble goal a noble goal. Mm -hmm. I've got to ask, how about the catalyst side of it? You know, I've, I've met uh, a lot of people who, when I ask them, so what got you into doing this? And they'll give me this personal story that connects to some event, some catalyst that really change the way they look at things. Is that one of the things that can really kick off a person's? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that one of the catalysts that helped me was the, the prison ministry I'm in mm -hmm. because we're dealing the prison I go to most here in Ohio is a maximum security prison and the men that are there aren't sentenced to that prison. They earn their way there by how they don't follow the rules and how they act in other prisons. So these are men that have other problems, not just the crime that they're in prison for. And getting to know them without taking those things into consideration, I started to realize they're a person. They have something in them. Once you dig down, you know, they may be a great artist. They may 
have the ability to write poetry. They maybe have a yearning to help other people that's deep down. And so my noble goal is to help them realize that's in them. So that was the catalyst for me. And then it took me a while to realize that wasn't just for prison for me. <laughs> that's that's when I really developed the noble goal. What are the yeah, and maybe there's more, but certainly what are the five criterias that you would say go into making a noble goal a noble goal? The first, I think I've already mentioned, it's it's not complete in your lifetime. It's enduring. It inspires you. It's beyond the daily struggle. It's not about the paycheck or the chores at home or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's beyond that. It can show up in any part of your life. Short-term thinking is important. We all have to do that, but... A noble goal helps you focus on the long term. What is the result that I want from what my life is? And then it's pointed outward. It's really interesting. The noble goal has benefited myself so much, but that's not the main thing. It's It has to be something that goes out to other people uh, that you can share just in, in how you interact. And So uh, would you say on that one that – the good feeling or the satisfaction you get is sort of a byproduct of making it outward? Yeah, very much. It's the, um, you know, I think I mentioned before, it's the juice or the energy that helps keep me moving. Gotcha. So that's the benefit. And, you know, most things that you do from a real altruistic viewpoint almost always benefits you more than the people you're helping. And that's a great byproduct. It, it, it helps you move. It doesn't drain you. The third criteria is it integrates different domains. Basically, what that's saying is it affects every part of your life, that wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, no matter where you are in your life, it's going to take part in that. Your family, your work, um, just wherever you're at, check out line at the grocery store. Your noble goal should be working there just as much as it is at your job or your family. So in some ways, could that be a tool to evaluate whether it's a noble goal or whether it's maybe some other type of goal? Very much. It's If it's just work-related, it could still be a, a very fantastic goal. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not really your noble goal. It's not that goal that we're talking about. That's great to know, Jeff, because I think that will give uh, our listeners a comfort that it doesn't mean throw that business-oriented goal out. It just means that's not the noble one. Yeah, I've worked with a a group of people recently where their director is working on a strategic business plan, and they are really wanting a noble goal. They they understand the importance of a strategic plan. You have to have that in a business or organization, but they want to develop a team noble goal, which is is another thing that we didn't mention. It could be an organizational more noble goal, whatever. But now I'm having to figure out how to work with him to make sure that his strategic plan is still considered important, which it is, and then give the employees what they want. And then it gets you out of bed. I think I mentioned that before. It's what motivates you. It's what causes to be who you are and what you want to accomplish. And it gives you the energy that you need. When you can go through a bad time and still hold on to your noble goal it's going to help you through that bad time. And then the last one, I think this is very important. No one made less. If you're really living by a noble goal, no one is going to be made fun of. No one is going to be lessened or wrong because you're looking at them as the person of who they are. 
So it takes away your ego. You have to have some ego to be able to accomplish anything. If you want to be a speaker or a musician, you have to have the ego. Okay, yeah, I'm good enough to do that. But it's that, I don't know, super ego. I don't know if that's still a word they use anymore or not. But it's when the ego takes over. And mm-hmm. if you're really living by a noble goal, the ego won't take over. Uh, and especially in our culture at times, the uh, celebrity, the exhibitionist, the um, – the rock star, as I know we hear that term a lot, mm-hmm. it really is – it's not even relatable for a lot of people right. in the end. And I think most people will probably be inspired when they hear and see the actions connected to your noble goal, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to make this sound like ego, but if someone sees me taking the time to treat a person with disabilities as a human because I do see – they're human. I do see the the beauty that's in them. Sometimes it's more than the rest of us get. If somebody can see me doing that, that might help them start thinking along the same lines. And and it's whatever your noble goal is. You know, I can only speak from mine. How about the idea of expanding your vision a bit? And, and I guess what I mean by that, Jeff, is moving from a mission to a noble goal. What does that look like? A mission if you look at it from the military standpoint, you're given a task and you go out and do it and it's done. So that's what a mission, you know, if uh, in combat or, um, you know, if you're doing a church mission to build schools someplace, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that you go do and you complete. And those are very important. We need to do those things. But it's something that goes beyond that mission. Again, it's more than that. It it could be the driving force of why you're doing the mission. My noble goal is to make people's lives easier. So that mission that comes from that noble goal could be building the schools or, or clean water or going into the prison, whatever it is that you have. The mission is very much a part of the noble goal, but it's not the noble goal. It's what gives the mission fuel. Do you believe, uh, Jeff, that in, in the end, you know, I know Simon Sinek, uh, who wrote the book. Uh, everyone, most everyone has heard of it. Uh, start with why. Mm-hmm. It, I've always found that answering that question, why am I doing this? Why, why do I want this to be, to be a revealing element as to that noble? I think one of the biggest things to think about, if the why is because I'm doing it because other people think I should, or the why is because I want people to think more of me, that's not the right why. That's not going to be your noble goal. It's going to be, once again, your ego to be, to fit in or to make people think more highly of you. So that if the why is any of those things, that's not your noble goal. I think one thing that's really important, at least I've found in my own life and, and even some of the people that I've worked with individually, is helping them to understand not to be too hard on themselves. Correct. Because I've met some folks that were very, very motivated, very, very mission oriented. And it maybe had a blend of ego and be something that's really quite, I don't know, for lack of a better way of saying it, benevolent or, or good. And then when they discover by asking some of those questions, some of the things we've talked about, it leaves them a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I always try to remind them it's okay. Right. Because we can course correct at any time, right? Correct. Jeff? Exactly. And that's, that's the beauty of the noble goal. If you're navigating someplace and something does throw you off course, 
you can redirect your course to still get to where you want, and that's perfectly fine. That's actually it's going to happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no doubt that that's going to happen. So to we you. all should be prepared for some course corrections along the way. Yeah, there's going to be some icebergs in front of us. <laughs> That's uh, that's really important, and and again, I'm thinking about it from my own perspective, my life, and 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 other people. It's it, it's so powerful to remember that this journey is not linear without interruption, or and and I think deep down everybody knows that, but sometimes we can forget that there are going to be disappointments, there are going to be things where we make mistakes, right? Correct. Yeah, and and I don't fulfill my noble goal every day. I know I don't. Some days I almost am counter noble goal. But that's, that's life. That's just, you know, things hit you and you, you really can't help it. But it's just the idea that it's, it's there. You can name it. And the naming is, I think, one of the most important parts. Because when I've worked with people that really did have a noble goal and when they named it, they went, Oh, now I understand. Now I can actually strive for that because I gave it a name. Mm-hmm. It just, it's like a light came on. It's interesting as we've been talking today, and I, and I think about how you've kind of laid this out. There's a quote that says, live as if your choices send ripples beyond your lifetime. Correct. That's a very powerful quote, and I think, and it's unto itself, it might be a little daunting for folks, but the way you've described it today, Jeff, it seems to me that regardless of what your walk of life is, mm-hmm. that could describe you and, and your noble goal, right? Your life is doing that whether you have a noble goal or not. What do you want those ripples to do is the important thing. Do you want those ripples to overturn somebody's lifeboat and and drown them? That's not a noble goal. But if you want those ripples to get someone's attention or to show them something, that's the difference. You know, I was thinking about this this artist. He recently passed away, Jeff, uh, David Cassidy. I remember hearing an interview with his daughter, reading an interview with his daughter, who said one of the last things that he said before he passed was, so much wasted time. Mm. Okay. Now, on the face of it, there's a gentleman that had a career that was, I mean, stellar in many ways. I know he had issues toward the end of his life in, in some areas. But that's not just David Cassidy. That's you and me and our listeners. Everybody has time. We're given that. And there's where that noble goal kind of right. you see the importance of it. Yes, because it's if you're truly living your noble goal, I don't want to make this sound scary, but it's you're on all the time. <laughs> if you're truly living it, you're going to have the times when you you might fail, but the wasted time is not going to be there. Jeff and I know we typically do this after every episode, but where can our listeners go to to learn more about? discovering their noble goals, and setting all that in motion. If, if they go to the Spirit of EQ website, spiritofeq.com, they'll find some things there. They'll also find some links to Six Seconds, which is a larger company that we're a preferred partner of. Or they could just email me at jeff at spiritofeq.com. And we should soon have the worksheet that you and I have been talking about today up on our website in the resource. We're still kind of building that. Okay, that great. should be there pretty soon. Great. But if they email you, that's something oh, you yeah. can get to them. Yeah. Great. Oh, wonderful. That's great. This has been wonderful, Jeff. Really enjoyed this one. Thanks for subscribing and listening to the Spirit of EQ podcast with Jeff East and Eric Pennington. Spirit of EQ is a preferred partner of Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network. 
1.6 Seconds is a nonprofit organization researching what works in emotional intelligence. Best practices are shared through methods and tools that are global, scientific, and transformational. To find out more about Spirit of EQ or to request a speaker, go to spiritofeq.com. Our contact information is in the podcast show notes as well. And now for our special offer. Hi, this is Jeff again. I just want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or want more information about anything we've talked about, just send me a quick email. My email is jeff at spiritofeq.com, and I'll get right back with you. Thanks. Circle270media.com Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them, so... Reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us so to So we're, we're not the perfect podcast host? We're close. Okay. All but, right. But, but not, still. Not totally We want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based And it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.